all comes down to stress. And it's the stress on the body that causes that imbalance. Now, the stress can be an external factor like the stress of work, home life, or the stress can be, okay, I'm not breathing through my nose. That's putting a stress on my immune system. Or, oh, I'm eating too much sugar. That's putting a stress on my immune system. So stress is not just kind of like, like I say, the external factors, but it's everything. Hello and welcome back to Series 3 of the Smile Revolution podcast, brought to you by Smile Revolution. I'm Victoria Wilson, a dental therapist. This podcast is created for you, the dental profession, to inspire you through the content shared by the wonderful interviewees. And for sure, we need this more than ever during this time in isolation. This podcast is dedicated to oral health promotion with a mission to inspire dental hygienists, dental therapists and the dental profession now and in your career moving forward all around the world. COVID-19 has had such an impact on the dental profession. My heart goes out to each and every one of you whose lives have been impacted in varying degrees. Throughout this series, we will be sharing content on how to open doors of opportunity during this time. The poignant dental professional I had the pleasure of interviewing for this recording is Caroline Smith, a dental therapist who qualified from Newcastle University Dental School in 2009. On today's show, she speaks about her career path that has taken her down the road of myofunctional therapy and nutrition, and she expands at length about this on the podcast. A perfect time for us to learn more about this now. I know you will enjoy listening to Caroline, who broadened my mindset in this recording, and I am sure will broaden your thoughts outside of the dental setting. This podcast took place pre-COVID-19 and she speaks about a course that has been postponed till next year in the recording. Through listening to our conversation, I hope you learn, gain inspiration and ideas for furthering your career path now, supporting oral health promotion to achieve oral health for all. to the Smile Revolution podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for making the time to come on to the show and agree to be interviewed by me. (laughs) Since we met, I think it was at the BSDHT two years ago, was it now? Mm, Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. It was such a pleasure to meet you and to have stayed in contact all this time. It's been lovely. We haven't seen each other again, but we have had numerous phone calls. (laughs) We have a lot, a lot. <laughs> Where we've pulled things apart and discussed things further. And you, I just find you're so interesting. And the path that you've decided to go down is intriguing and it's quite unique. And for that reason, I, I think it would be wonderful for the listeners to gain an insight into your interesting career path that is now. So, Caroline, Thank you. Thank can, you. can you please explain for the listeners what you're currently involved in, what you're doing? <laughs> right okay there's a big there's a long list here so basically at the moment um i am part way through my masters in um, nutritional science and practice 
So hopefully in June, I will um, be a BUNT qualified nutritional therapist. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> well, congratulate me yet, not until You're nearly there. Yeah. Um, I'm also practicing as a myofunctional therapist. And um, so incorporate into that some functional breathing exercises. And I'm also, um, I did some training in massage therapy. So I do some massage therapy as well. So part and parcel of that holistic look into the to the mouth and where did your interest in lifestyle medicine and therapy really begin well i think it all all began i I did my top-up degree at uclan back in 2015 and one of the modules on there um is applied clinical sciences and we we got taught by professor cream i don't know if you've ever seen him lecture or if you've ever been taught by professor cream but he's just an oracle of information and the way that he taught kind of it just for me it put the pieces of the puzzle together and how the body was basically linked together and we did a lot on autoimmune disease and there was one thing that he said, he said, you know, there's often a rise in autoimmunity in the winter because a lot of people get the flu, which triggers the autoimmune disease. And that just, it just totally got me. And I was like, wow. So if we can predict the people that are going to get autoimmune disease, the ones that are more susceptible, then can we look at their genetics? Can we look at their lifestyle and try to um, prevent it from happening, really? And my cousin was um, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at the age of 17, 18. So I then went back home and I explained to him, I said, oh, my tutor said this. And I said, "Did did you have the flu or an illness before you can't you you would diagnose and he said oh that's really funny because I had Quincy really bad so Quincy's strep throat so he said you know I had strep throat really bad where he had to go to hospital and have his um, tonsils lanced and he said then ever since then he was diagnosed with connective tissue disease which was then diagnosed as rheumatoid arthritis so I was just uh, I just had to, I had to learn everything about wow. autoimmune disease oh, that's amazing so as I was finishing up off my top of degree, I just started listening to loads of podcasts and read lots of books about autoimmune disease. And I fell down really the, the functional medicine path because I just thought, right, well, I want to look at how can we prevent it? And, and the biggest thing for me was nutrition. So I found a nutrition school in York that was, the premise was on functional medicine. Right. Looking at the whole body, not just nutrition but stress levels um community um sleep so it was that that full package so i took the year between finishing my top of degree yes. i took that whole year out before actually signing the, on the dotted line to do my master's so i had that full year to do lots of lots of information so that's how i fell into functional medicine for that curiosity but also at that at that time are you a therapist as well? Do yes. you do therapy? Yeah, like, so, I did. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not in practice now, but I did do. I did do therapy, not as much as I'd have liked to have done, but yeah, no, I did. Obviously, I'm yeah. a therapist. But I don't know if you took took many teeth out of children, but it has to be probably the worst job in the world. Do you agree? I just and you know, I got to the point where I was like, 
I don't know what I should be telling parents. I, of course, we learn about nutrition in dental school a little bit, but I just thought, I don't think I'm giving them the right advice here and I don't want to take teeth out. So I'm going to go to this nutrition school and I'm going to learn all of the information to, to give to the to the parents to prevent that happening. But I kind of fell down this rabbit hole of functional medicine and it's like, it's not just, oh, don't eat sugar. There is so much sugar. Sugar is a major problem, but there is so much more than sugar. So yes, and you know, my own health reasons, I, I struggled with issues when I was a, when I was a child with sleep and, and gut issues. So I think you also, you, you've got to have a curious mind and you've got to kind of want to question the system and question what we've been taught to find out the actual truth and what is actually going on. So yes, it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a quest. Oh, wow. Um, I just yeah. love what you've said. And for the listeners, I'm sure this will resonate with you. Having a curious mind in what we do just allows us to really open up so many doors. But it's a case of how far do you take that curiosity to explore mm. what has been sparked within you from what Professor Cream said for you, ultimately, mm. and the path that that's taken you down. And I love the fact that you you obviously started looking at autoimmune and then nutrition. I feel this probably does, what certainly resonates with me. And I know we've had somebody on the show already, Dr. V, speaking about nutrition. But other mm. therapists, other hygienists, other dental professionals listening, you know, nutrition is such a big part, but the Additional interesting fact that you also went down to explore something further, not just the nutrition yeah. and how that lends itself. So mm. what have you uncovered so far from your studies, Caroline? In <laughs> <laughs> you laugh there, I'm sure so many things. But what have been the highlights? Obviously, what Professor Cream said to you, that was a mm. real highlight for where you are now. What have been the highlights in your functional therapy training till now that you feel are really relevant to what we're doing as dental hygienists, dental therapists, dental professionals? Mm, well, I think I think what I've started to realize is that, you know, the the lifestyle, we, we, we are, we've been brought up in the last kind of like decade or couple of decades to think that, oh, you, you know, your genetics is your genetics and whatever's inbuilt in your genetics is is your destiny, but it's not. It's the, actually the environment that you're in that triggers those genes to be switched on and switched off. Which makes and such yet, sense, doesn't it? It makes such sense, absolutely. So basically, you can take yourself and put yourself in a different situation and the genes will work in a slightly different way. But it's not just nutrition. Nutrition is just one part of that little puzzle. We've got to look at everything else that's involved. And for me, so halfway through, my, well, towards the end of my first year at university, I remember sitting with one of my um, colleagues at college and she said, oh, you know, let's look on Instagram and see if there's any other like nutritional dental people. And we were scrolling through. She was like, there aren't that many, are there? I was like, no, there's not. <laughs> We were scrolling through and scrolling through and 
I eventually kind of like linked up with a couple of girls. So Nina and another girl called Helen. So we connected together and we, um, we went to see Dr. Stephen Lynn. So Steve Lynn was one of, yeah, he was kind of like really influential on the beginning of my journey because when I started reading about nutrition and how the nutrients had such an impact on the body, I um, I reached out to Stephen and just said, oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm uncovering all of this information that I wasn't taught in university and I've came across your website and we corresponded for a while. So when his book came out, he said, oh, come to London, I'm promoting my book. So I met up with Nina and Helen in London. And you know, wow. yeah, so he said, you know, it, when he stood up to begin with, he said, you know, whatever nutrient we are deficient in, oxygen is number one. It's the king nutrient. So he then started talking about the, um, about how, how we breathe can affect the amount of oxygen that we relay around the body and how we sleep can actually, if we're sleeping in a negative way, then it can impact um, that oxygenation around the body, which can then lead to sleep apnea, which can then lead to restrictive breathing and cause a whole host of other issues. So at that point, I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> like I've, I've put all of my eggs in this nutrition basket. Then I went back to nutrition school and started asking my clients, oh, so how, how do you breathe? How do you sleep? And yeah, they were all mouth breathers and they're all poor sleepers. So uh, yeah, I had to take a year off nutrition to to go down that myofunctional breathing route. Um, but now I've come back to nutrition because at the basis of everything, we are made up of what we put inside of us. So, so the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the thoughts that we think, the the things that we put on our external skin as well, the everything that we listen to, everything that we that we look at, you know, it's it's all kind of that input that's going into us, creating how we um and how, what we output really. So yeah, functional medicine is looking at the whole picture. Dentistry is just looking at the mouth. Medicine is just looking at the body. We need to put the mouth back in the body, but we need to be kind of aware of the, the external factors that are also contributing to negative health as well. Yeah. How interesting. Well, it makes so much sense when you're explaining it and understanding your curiosity and how it was sparked. Yeah. And yeah, Dr. Stephen Lynn's book, I've read as well. It's so interesting. Um, it's a good read, listeners, if you're it interested in just, you know, thinking about a few more things that you can maybe impart on your patients and spark any curiosity of maybe the way that we should also be looking forward as a profession. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. And in regards to prevention, because you're working now, Caroline, in practice as a dental therapist yes and you're also working in myofunctional therapy as well yeah how is your week currently <laughs> hectic is the word <laughs> and yeah. studying and studying yes yeah. so i tend to have a monday kind of that's my study day i study i live in the northeast i live in kind of newcastle area but i study in york 
So I often kind of hop on the train and go down to college on a Monday. We have nutrition clinics on a Monday as well. Yes. Tuesday, which is today. So I actually rent this room. I, I work in a chiropractor's clinic. Um, so there's two chiropractors who I work with. Zoe, um, she works a lot with pediatrics. And she does a lot with pediatric tongue tie. So a lot of the breathing kind of sleep issues can come from tongue tie issues. So she does a lot with that issue, um, a lot of body work, which is in relation to, to the work that I do. And the other um, chiropractor is a neural chiropractor. So he does a lot with kind of brain health. Um, so it's really interesting. So I've just started working here and hopefully we're going to be collaborating and working with some patients together, which is quite exciting. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in my dental practice. So I'm basically generally doing hygiene, a little bit of therapy. Um, but it's amazing. Now I've got the knowledge that I've got, how I can pick up on different issues, breathing issues, snoring issues, inflammation due to gut issues. So it's, 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 it's really nice to have that knowledge to help the the clients reach out to other professionals that would be beneficial for them absolutely and do you feel that your your referrals and working i'd like to say that we we do have a multidisciplinary approach within our work regardless um i.e if we spot something we do refer to somebody but do you feel your referral pathways or your your way of connecting with other clinicians has transformed since you've been working within this sector as well and you furthered your education in nutrition and myofunctional therapy? Yes, so I would I would definitely say that I advise my patients to reach out to a more complementary therapies. Um, definitely with regards to nutritional therapy. I'm not qualified yet, so I can't practice nutritional therapy. Sure. I do implement sure. lifestyle changes, which is, which, you know, it's the simple things that make the biggest difference. So I do implement those. But as for nutritional therapists, before studying this, I, I wouldn't even know what a nutritional therapist was because I think nutrition comes under one big umbrella. You can learn nutrition and on a weekend course, or you can study nutritional therapy to a master's degree. So nutritional therapy is evidence-based. We look at the person and look at their symptoms and see how that could be related on a biochemical level, all using evidence-based. Yeah. So yeah, you know, to that complementary sector is really important, but also the bodywork side of things as well. I probably never would have really know much about chiropractic or osteopathy or craniosacral therapy beforehand but now I've, I've, I've actually done the research um, and without having to study it myself <laughs> I'm on a course band now without having to study it myself I, I know what those professionals do and I know how it would really impact how the posture which would then impact the breathing which would then impact kind of the sleep so yeah it's, I'm definitely reaching out to to more complementary therapies as as well as uh, mainstream medicine as well. Yeah. And I guess for listeners that maybe obviously haven't followed the path that you've followed or you've gone down currently, just listening to you and hearing from what you're saying, you know, it may be helpful for other listeners to to be in contact with you about 
you know, things to think about, about potentially referring, because if obviously you have to be competent, you have to be qualified in a sector to be able to be practicing and to be mm -hmm. that authoritative voice. However, we could potentially help our patients more just understanding the potential of who we could refer to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, again, it's it's having that awareness of what people do and if if we don't know what a nutritional therapist does, why on earth would a, would a hygiene therapist even think about it? But um, I think, like you say, people coming in and talking to each other and having that inter-referral, we have set up the British Society of Myofunctional Therapy. So on that platform, what we're aiming for is really bringing people together. So I'm looking at things from the nutritional side, some of the girls have done um, more of the, the bodywork side and the breathing side. So we really want to create that network of interdisciplinary teams that can reach out who are aware of the breathing and sleep issues as, as, as one of the big major, major parts of, of, of health. But also, um, I think those networking events, there's a, I'll be speaking at a course on the 26th of June in Manchester. Um, so I'll be talking about nutrition and inflammation. Um, Yubi's talking about myofunctional therapy, talking about butacal breathing, safe amalgam removal, essential oils. But also what we're doing is we're, we're, we're having that as a networking event as well. So we're also inviting nutritional therapists to that so that the hygiene therapists can talk to the nutritional therapists and the body workers so they, they've got that kind of connective um, place where they can talk to each other. How wonderful. And we will put the link underneath this podcast for you listeners yeah. to be able to find out how to register if you are interested in attending. Well, I'm going to put that in my diary. So thank you very much, Caroline. I can't wait. What a wonderful event to be putting on. And have you organised that through the myofunctional Association? Is that, sorry, is that what it's called? No, no, it's actually, um, I was invited to talk. I'm in, I'm quite good friends with a dentist down in Huddersfield, and he is very much kind of like as toxic free as possible. Um, so it's kind of, it's, I think it's the toxic free dentistry of popping it on. So the Friday is really designed for hygiene therapists. Okay. And the rest of the dentists. Um, the 26th is probably the day for hygienists and therapists yeah, to yeah. attend. And the how many days does it last for? It's it's all so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the Saturday and Sunday are mainly for dentists, okay. but the Fridays specifically for hygiene therapists. But I've really pushed to get it open to nutritional therapists and and kind of those complementary therapists mm. as well. Because I think once like being in nutrition school, yes we talk about the mouth but it's not talked about a lot so and then in obviously in dental school you talk about nutrition but it's not talked about a lot and so i just think ah okay we need to we need to know what everybody else is doing to make sure that we concentrate and we need to know that the breath is the most important thing mm -hmm. that we do every second of every day because three minutes without breathing, you're dead. So if you're breathing incorrectly, whether that be through bad posture, bad tongue posture, nutritional deficiencies, um, dental issues, you know, 
we have to look at the breath as, as, as the key player. And that breath, if we're doing it incorrectly during the day, we'll be doing it incorrectly during the night, which can then lead to, to more issues. So it's, it's more about awareness and people talking to each other. But we're really yeah. excited on that event to just about awareness more than absolutely and and like we just mentioned as well just having that awareness allows us to maybe refer you know to the right multidisciplinaries that maybe we hadn't necessarily thought of before that could help our patients caroline can i ask you um from an oral health standpoint since you've begun to incorporate this within your work have you become aware of an increase in oral health, i.e. people's uptake in maybe oral hygiene regimes, if you are speaking to them more about lifestyle within their hygiene appointment or therapy appointment? Yeah, I think it was hard at first because I I felt like I was seeing things and, and not being able to to do things and maybe thinking, oh, you know, I can't really talk too much about nutrition until I've got that qualification. Sure. I felt like, you know, where are my boundaries? What, what, where am I crossing the line? But actually what I've been doing, be, uh, you can tell when someone's not breathing properly, you can look in the mouth and you can see, you know, the red flags, the, cl- the clinical signs, high palate, low tongue posture. So once you start asking those questions about breathing, this, that, and the other, the patient's aware, but then that can relate to their inflammation in their mouth. So you get a drier mouth, the plaque builds up. So there's a reason that, yes, they might be brushing and cleaning and this, that, and the other, but they've still got their inflammation. So for them, I feel like, all right, okay, that makes sense. You know, this is why I'm inflamed. So maybe if I eat more antioxidants, if reduce that, if I can explain something in an easy way to the patient that they understand that it's going to reduce their inflammation, then I feel like they take that on board because it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is why I need to eat the colors of the rainbow. Oh, right. This is why I need to breathe through my nose to improve oxygenation. Oh, okay. This is why I should be sleeping like this. This is why I should be hydrated. This is why I should be doing more movement. You've got the science behind it, but it's explained in an easy way in relation to the gums and in relation to inflammation. So yeah, they're, they, they kind of understand it a little bit more when you can when you can explain it like that. Yeah, and I think interestingly as well because um, behavioural change is something that I'm very passionate about and just from listening to you, if you're introducing another factor into this discussion about um, quality of life and their overall well-being, it's not so focused on the oral cavity, which will... By talking to you, and certainly it makes sense for us genetically, our environment, we know it impacts us. But if we are able to expand our mindset in a discussion and in conversations around oral health, maybe it's on one-to-one or in general as a profession, that's, mm. that's interesting because it is our overall well-being. And like you said, it's about putting the mouth back into the body It's our overall health so absolutely and I think at the pre- at the end of it when I when I go search and I'm like yes yes but what is it what is it what I find is it all comes down to stress 
And it's mm. the stress on the body that causes that imbalance. Mm. Now, the stress can be an external factor, like the stress of work, home life, or the stress can be, okay, I, I'm not breathing through my nose. That's putting a stress on my immune system. Or, oh, I'm eating too much sugar. That's putting a stress on my immune system. So stress is not just kind of like, like I say, the external factors, but it's everything. The impact it has. Yeah, the impact that's causing that imbalance in the body. We all, we've all got it. I'm probably going through the most stress that I've ever gone through <laughs> doing this course and setting up a business. And I was like, oh my goodness. This is what stress feels like. And you can feel it on your body. Your body creates pain for a reason. It's 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 out of balance. So it's like, okay, am I going to take a painkiller to dull the pain? Or am I going to think, oh, that's painful. Why is that painful? What can I do to reduce that pain? Does mm, that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're not trained to listen to our bodies. We're trained to switch off the pain. Yeah, yeah, I'll just martyr through it and we'll be all right and, you know, stay focused. Yeah, but it's amazing you can, if you can teach someone some breathing exercises, breathe into the diaphragm, pumps your lymphatic system so removes those toxins more effectively, increases the uptake, well, the release of oxygen, so your immune system needs a lot of oxygen to, to replenish. So, you know, just controlling that breath and understanding why it's so important can improve your immune system massively and talking to you now i know i'm not breathing properly <laughs> <laughs> i'm not because i'm so nervous on screen. <laughs> i need to have some come and see you caroline i tell you <laughs> we are all a work in progress honestly we are all a work in progress that's what i've learned <laughs> yeah and how do you feel patients risk um are they receptive to you speaking to them about breathing yeah i think yes i, I, I do i think it's because i know I've, I've learned this stuff so much because i understand the science behind it I, yeah you, you you dip the water don't you so you 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 dangle the carrot you ask a few questions and you can tell if that patient's going to be receptive mm. I've, I've kind of been learning that like that whole behavioral science along the way as well so it's all a bit of a trial and error for me as well um some are some aren't but at the end of the day i just say you know it's really important that we breathe through the nose it's the body's filter it filters 97 percent of the impurities so your immune system is more stressed when you breathe through your mouth. And you know what? If, if that's all I say, then that's all I say, as long as they're aware of that. Um, with regards to diet and nutrition, again, I ask the, the patient now, would you find it beneficial if I, if I gave you some information about different colored foods and this, that, and the other? And if they say no, then, then they say no. So I've learned to ask permission. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, but most most patients are really receptive to it, I'm finding. And it's basic stuff. It is really basic, like eat the colors of the rainbow, make sure you're hydrated, monitor your sleep, get out in the sunshine. Very, very basic stuff that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, Caroline, you spoke about the matrix. Yes. Can you expand on this? This was in our previous conversation. I just wanted to 
share this with the listeners. If you could expand on that a bit for the listeners, I'd be grateful. And how that falls into the whole airway and lifestyle medicine as such. Of course, yeah. So functional medicine is basically using the tools that we've got, nutrition and uh, breathing and sleep and things like that. It's using that toolkit to get back into balance so that you that you thrive and not just survive. So what we do in nutrition school in functional medicine is we give the client a quite in-depth questionnaire and it looks at the different systems of the body. So basically it's like systems biology. So those questions might relate to a system that's not functioning quite effectively. For example, um, dry, peel, cracked nails might be to do with how your body is processing protein. So it kind of leads you back to this kind of like little puzzle. So what we do is we, we give the patient that questionnaire and then we get them in for like an assessment. So it's about an hour, an hour and a half. So we use a timeline and we go back to breastfed, bottle fed, any childhood issues, any recurrent tonsillitis, antibiotic use, stresses, parents divorce, this, that, and the other. So we're asking all of these questions and we're putting the timeline together and it's, it's slightly like therapy as well because then the client's putting together the pieces of their own puzzle and working out, all oh, right, okay, so that was a stressful time in my life. Oh, okay, that's when I had that illness or I had to take those antibiotics. So it's kind of putting it into the timeline. And then the matrix is basically just extrapolating all of that information and seeing where in the, that your bodily systems that you're having a little bit of an issue. So for example, it could be with detoxification. So your liver might be congested or your kidneys might not be functioning properly. And that will show in the symptoms that you are actually having. So we put them all into this timeline and think, oh, okay, well, that client, their, their biggest issue is that detoxification pathway. But we always link it back to the patient's symptoms. So their biggest symptom might be constipation. So we, we always go on what the patient is suffering from the most. So then we look, take that constipation. We know that their biggest issues are with detoxification. So we, we work with that. And then we go back to the evidence and think, okay, well, what can we do for constipation? Increase fiber, increase water intake. And we put it in a way, we explain it in, in a way that the client can understand, giving oh. them lifestyle recommendations as well as nutritional recommendations. But we try and do that in a way that the client is creating their own goals as well. Mm. So, you know, it, it's easy because in dental school, it's like, oh, you've got to do this, 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 this. And you've got to tell the client, the patient, this, 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 this. But actually, what you probably find doing behavioral science is if the patient actually decides what they want to do and how many times they can do it and yeah. giving them a, a goal as specific as possible, then they're more likely to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, this is a big learning curve for me, just learning how to actually implement that into clinical practice so yeah. I just keep practicing every day with different patients yeah but how interesting that this matrix essentially from listening to you does could align a lot with what we're doing in oral hygiene oral hygiene Absolutely. recommendations or 
or diet advice within the dental setting. And looking back further throughout people's lives could be something from a lifestyle, if we're talking about lifestyle in general and dentistry and medicine, how we can maybe delve into things a bit more and see, you know, maybe times in people's lives where they felt their their mouth was the healthiest. Why then, you know? Yes, absolutely. And then you'll get patients in and all of a sudden you think, oh, what's happened? And then you'd ask the questions, they're like, oh, you know, a family member passed away. It's been really stressful. What happens? Cry yourself to sleep. You don't eat properly. You don't get out in the sunshine, you know. And when you are stressed, the nervous system shuts down. So what happens is we, I don't know if you know much about the nervous system, but it's either in that sympathetic state, which is that fight or flight, all of that energy goes to the muscles and the heart and and to, to run away from the tiger, or you're in that parasympathetic state. So you're in that rested or digested state. Now, when you're in constant sympathetic state, your energy does not go to your digestive system. So it it just thinks, well, that's the last thing that I need to concentrate on. So what happens is the digestive system is not functioning properly, which means that we're not absorbing the nutrients effectively, which means that it has an impact on the whole of the body. Caroline, where do you feel the future is for combining lifestyle medicine, lifestyle dentistry within Mm. dentistry? Oh, absolutely. Well, for me... Knowing what I know now, this is the future of medicine. We've got to look at things from that whole body perspective. And I do truly believe that it's all about interconnection. So reaching out to those people in your community who are seeing things from all different angles, but who can who can help. And it's all to, to reduce that inflammation at the end of the day. But I do feel like I think we need to create courses where we can help other hygiene therapists, dentists, just the basics, just what what are those basic information? For example, um, the impact of smoking on vitamin C levels, like drastically reduces. So you need vitamin C to produce collagen. So it makes sense that you get bone loss and collagen loss if you're a smoker. So if we have that little nugget of information, how beautiful would that be to just relate to patients rather than, oh, stop smoking? It's like, oh, well, you know, this is what it's doing. This is what it's affecting. But if you up these foods, this will help prevent it as well as trying them to get them off the cigarettes. But it's kind of looking at things in a different perspective to, to encourage the patient to take take onus of their own health yeah the picture becomes so much wider if you from listening to you today just discussing and introducing other elements within that conversation absolutely maybe maybe more relatable for the patient absolutely again it's 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 making the patients because you you can see their clog their cogs start turning when you've got that little nugget of information and then they say oh okay is that is that why that's happening oh right I didn't realize that oh so then you give them the food plate or you give them the colors of the rainbow and say you know stick this on your fridge 
pick off as many as you can. This is what this color food's doing. This is what this color food's doing. Um, and it and it actually makes them relate to that food and how it's impacting their, themselves on a cellular level. And it, it, it's quite beautiful. So I, I do think it's kind of, for me, I want to share my knowledge. I, I want to inspire people to train in nutritional therapy. I want to share my knowledge so people can then take it and implement it in practice. So yeah, in the future, definitely doing courses where you can, you can, Put it into practice. I love going to a course where you can come away and say, right, oh, yes. I can do that. Absolutely. I couldn't Some agree courses more. you think, oh, that was brilliant, but I don't really know what to do with it. I want, we, we like, especially with the British Society of Myofunctional Therapy as well, we're, we're really trying to put courses together so we can teach people on a level where they understand it and then they can go out into practice and, and, do it with their patients. Yeah. I think it. I think it's really important. Well, you've certainly inspired me from our conversation today, and just <laughs> gaining an insight into your depth of knowledge of other elements that you're bringing into your fundamental role as a dental therapist, and where this has sparked and where this has gone. Yeah. And I think it's interesting for well, certainly myself, and I'm sure the listeners to really expand our minds into other areas that we can also get involved in to support our patients and yeah can I ask you as well as a therapist do you have a registering body um for you as um a function my functional therapist and yes yes so for my functional therapy um it's not a registered profession but I've done quite a lot of training in that area and got got insurance to practice as a nutritional therapist we are registered by BANT so if hygiene therapists are wanting to, you know, reach out to somebody in the area, if you go on the BANT website, there is a section where it says search for a practitioner. Okay. So you can find your location, reach out to your local nutritional therapist and just say, would you come in? Would you do a talk for us? Explain to us what you do with your clients to reduce their inflammation and then offer them to give your your knowledge on periodontal disease because like I say even in nutrition we we skim the surface of periodontal disease but imagine if your local nutritional therapist had had that knowledge that you have and then they can teach you the knowledge they have you can work in this beautiful um synergistic way to help to help your patient absolutely it sounds like also, I guess, you know, our comparison would be maybe direct access. It could be another access point for patients to come to practice that maybe haven't been seeing a, a dentist or a dental therapist or dental hygienist regularly um, to support yeah. their oral health. So these are always such important discussion points and things that you can take forward from today go on to how do you spell that the bant is it b-a it's b-a-b-a-n-t b-a-n-t we will share the link under the podcast go onto the website find your local uh, your registered nutritional um therapist near you and, and reach out to them that's your nugget. They want to connect as well because a lot of them, I go on these courses and they're like, oh, you know, we can't get into the GPs because it's all it's all um, NHS and the GPs don't want us there. And I keep saying to the girls in my class, I'm like, reach out to the dentist. The dentists want to provide more for their patients. Yes. 
you know, the, the digestive system starts in the mouth. We've got to remember that. And the respiratory system starts at the back of the mouth. So, it, you know, it all kind of like starts here. So we just got to start talking to each other, really. It's our area too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, Caroline, thank you so much for the insight that you've shared into your career path today and where you are in your approach to your work as a dental therapist now and what else you've brought to the profession from your additional training and how you're working. It's very insightful, very inspirational and I'm sure you will certainly have been the catalyst to maybe what other interests other listeners are going to be exploring from today's oh, podcast. Thank so. you so much for having me. And yes, I would, I would, my words of wisdom would be follow that little bit of intuition, that little bit of curiosity that why is that happening? Why is that not happening? Just, just follow it. And it's amazing what path you fall down. Incredible. Absolutely. And all the links for getting in touch with Caroline and also any information and um, things that she's discussed today will be underneath this podcast. So do check that out. But now it's the smile revolution fire round. <laughs> Where would you like to see dentistry five years from now? I would like to see it part of a multidisciplinary team where we are literally looking at the, the person and not just the teeth and that whole body perspective. Thank you so much for being on the show today and joining me, Caroline. Thank you for having me, Victoria. I hope to have you back soon. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it, rate it and leave a review. Please email me on info at smile-revolution.net. I can't wait to learn how this recording has impacted you. And lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe and follow Smile Revolution on social media for more content. Please engage in the comments section. I will read all and respond to as many as possible. The podcast audio is available on all major platforms and video content on the podcast can now be found on the Smile Revolution YouTube channel. To stay up to date on all Smile Revolution projects, subscribe to the Smile Revolution newsletter by emailing info at smile-revolution.net stating subscribe to newsletter. Thanks for joining me and being part of the Smile Revolution.